Hulk Shield. Recorded live. challenges in our lives, not because we are all men in a bag. It's just we come here because we, we love the Lord Jesus Christ and because God has called us to this ministry. It is not a ministry that we have taken upon ourselves to, to pursue, but we have been called by God over 20-some years ago into the pastorate. And so we stand here each and every Sunday morning to give him the glory, to declare what he gives unto us to declare, his word. Because his word is true. We add nothing to it, and we certainly dare not take anything away from it. For God's word does not need sweeping. It is perfect in all of its glory and its honor. And we do bless the Lord our God. Let's lift our our word, if we will, the word of God, as we make our declaration. I do this because it's important for us to get in the right frame of mind to understand that there is no other word on this earth that gives us perfect, pure, unblemished, unhesitating, unchanging guidance, God's guidance, instructions on how we are to live our daily lives. So repeat after me, if you will, if I receive this word with my mind only, this word will be dead for me. But if I receive this word with the spirit over my mind, this word will be life for me. Lord, I don't be religious form or fashion. I need Life. Now, this morning, I pray that we are getting life through the Word of God. We have been and continue to be for the past month or so in the book of Hebrews, the ninth, well, the ninth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Uh, we have been for the past uh, several weeks now in the uh, ninth chapter, the 11th to the 15th or 15th verses. Today, we are going to continue where we left off at last Sunday. So if you will, turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9, and I will read and read along with me, if you will, Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 15. Let me do this. Let's see.
and he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. God, our Father, most holy and gracious you are. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand that you will exalt us in due season. Today, O oh Lord, our God, as we humble ourselves, we ask that you move in this place by your Holy Spirit, that you have authority over this place, that you, O oh Lord, our God, will speak your word by your Spirit. For I humble myself, Holy Spirit, acknowledging that I am not my own, but that I am your temple, and you dwell in me, and you have been given unto me by God. I am not my own, therefore, I was purchased with the price. So I glorify you, God, my Father, in my body and in my spirit, which are God. You are, Holy Spirit, and full authority and control. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we pray in Amen. In Genesis, God created the earth. Repeat the war of vegetation, every living creature, the sun, the moon, the stars, each being designed uniquely for a specific purpose. Afterward, God created man, which includes woman, in his image. That's not a physical image, for God is a spirit. He is not a corporeal being, but a spirit being. Therefore, to be made in the image of God speaks of the spiritual, intellectual, and uh, uh, moral, if you will, likeness of God. That is, internally, we have to know who God is because we are made in his image, internally. So he's not a physical being, but he is a spirit being, and he has made us spirit, soul, and body. So we are spirit as well, but we also have a soul and a body. So not only did he create man in his image, but he gave man full rule over all that he created. He did not withhold anything on earth from human authority except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was positioned in the middle of the garden. By withholding access, and I saw this nothing, this is powerful. By access to that, by by withholding access to that tree, God set in motion three important principles. The principle of free will, the principle of boundary, and the principle of accountability. The word principle is the fundamental truth or rule or belief governing one's behavior. The principle of free will speaks of man's ability and willingness to make choices, right or wrong, to obey or disobey God. The ability to the ability and willingness to make choices, right or wrong, rests solely upon us. God has given us that free will. So understand that, and I'm not getting deep into this, but I want to just point out this briefly 
in a way that we can understand that everybody has choice. God will never force himself on us, nor will he force us to do anything against our will. There was a time when I was a um, command duty officer and a young man had an automobile accident on base, and I walked up to him, I saw him, I asked him twice I've done this, and twice I've been told that I did not have the authority to tell anybody to go get medical help. Even though it was apparent that they needed assistance, I did not have the authority to make them do that. Why? Because they were brought up and they had the right to make that decision for themselves. They had the freedom of choice. That's what I love about America, the freedom to speak, the freedom to live without breaking the law any way I choose to live. And I choose to serve the Lord and to live according to his will. Therefore, the principle of the nation, the principle of boundaries, setting the limits, which sets limitations on how far man can push the envelope of free will. That is, without suffering dire consequences for his actions or her actions. And then there is the principle of accountability, which requires man to provide a good reason for his actions and decisions. Man is answerable to the deed done in the flesh. And in this case, Adam failed, not because he personally engaged in conversation with Satan and was convinced that Satan was right and God was wrong, regarding the consequences of eating from that tree. Although he probably heard the conversation between Satan and his wife, Eve, 